Hello, and welcome to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Caitlin Stansel. And I'm Madeline Green. If you aren't already, we would love for you to subscribe to the Unrest Podcast so you can stay up to date with all of our real life haunts. Caitlin, what real life haunt do we have for this episode? Ooh, you're going to love this one. This one's a real treat because this is our first UFO story. Ooh. We've been trying to find a story like this for a while now. And James from the United Kingdom is here to share his UFO experience with us. But he also has a bit of a connection with the paranormal. Take a listen. In 1962, I was 16 years old. And uh, I think it was September 62. I uh, attended a, um, a youth club me and my friend and uh of course we, we got picked up two girls there and decided to walk them home and uh, they lived on a, a, an area called northfield estate there's an area of gardens to call it the black pad because it's absolutely pitch black there's only one little road winding through it with a few garages here and there we decided to uh, go that way approximately halfway through the, the black pad we stopped and basically snogging session against his garage. Something made me look up, and all I can describe it as is a, a perfectly round sphere, pulsating, changing colours, every colour you can imagine, no sound, and coming down very slowly. I would say it was approximately from where the position I was. It was probably 100 metres away from me, and probably 25 metres in uh, diameter. I, I shouted to my mate, like, you know, and he looked, and what the hell, you know, what's this? And the two girls seen it and screamed and ran. Anyway, we, we all ran in the end, and when we got out the other end, uh, we were saying, oh, we've seen a UFO, like, you know, and I said, don't know what it was, but it was weird. It was the colours and everything, you know, the way it was pulsating and blending. Anyway... We all parted ways eventually, and uh, in the rest of Mercury, the next night, it said UFO seen over Leicester. The RAF said it was a weather balloon that got loose. It it was not a weather balloon, because I was working at an American base called RAF Alconbury at the time, and I'd seen weather balloons being let off and everything over there. So I knew it wasn't that. Anyway, there was no moon, as I can recall, So how could it pulsate and change vivid colours from every colour you can think of virtually? Thought no more about it. And then about, I don't know, four or five days later, I saw my mate and uh, I just mentioned, I said, oh, that thing we've seen, it was uh, in the West America the next night. And he goes, what thing? I says, that UFO. And he goes... Basically, don't know what you're talking about. I said, we've seen it with them two girls, that UFO thing coming down in the black pad. He couldn't recall it. So anyway, I managed to see one of the girls again uh, about a day or so later. I asked her. She said she couldn't recall anything, seeing anything. 
and I'll ask, I ask her to ask her friend, can you ask her if she's seen that? For some reason, I was the only one who could recall it. Going forward about 20 years, my friend I'd lost touch with started coming down to his club I used, and um, basically I got talking to him one night. I said, do you, do you remember what, what we saw at the Black Pad? And he said, said, I vaguely remember something. And, uh, you know, and I, I explained, went through the story again with him. And uh, basically, he said, I know we saw something. Uh, the only thing is, I don't know if there was any time missing. In, in those days, like, say, you went home, your mum and dad were probably already in bed. So if there could have been an hour missing or anything, I don't really know. But it's, it's so strange that, he could not, nobody could remember, only me, you know, so basically I still don't know what to think and I've only told one or two close friends about this, I've never, never gone to the media or anything like that with my stories, no. I'm open-minded, I'm mm. sceptical as well, so, you know, I'm one of these people, I've got to see it with my own eyes to actually believe, but I, I have seen other things, weird things, you know, happen. What I thought was a bright star one day in the sky, shooting along, taking up the old vision of the area in the sky I could see. And and I was just watching it, and I thought it was a jet plane or something. And then it stopped. I thought, hang on, planes can't stop. It just, like, stopped dead. And then it seemed to go upwards and then blink, like, as if it were going out of the atmosphere. Just completely disappeared. And that, that was about... Um, I'd say 10 years after I saw the, the first thing. Really, really strange. Many strange things have happened to me in the past. I recently lost my wife about a year ago, just over a year ago. The The day after my wife died, I, I was sitting at home and I was asking for a sign, as you do, you know. And that night, I always went into the bedroom. I've got, I have a sleep machine. And I have to take the water container out. So I walk into the kitchen, you know, and empty it. Basically, I walk into my bedroom, put the light on, get my machine, walk into the kitchen, empty it, refill it, walk back in the room. As I did so, the light was off, the switch was off. My granddaughter was sitting on the sofa at the time on the phone. She said, out of the corner of her eye, she saw the light go off. But there's no sound. And... The switch is very loud, when you, on and off, very strong, very powerful switch. I didn't know what to think. I just froze at the door, basically, the bedroom door. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, I'm sitting there again in, on my own in the house, and I, uh, I, I just started talking to me, my wife, saying, if that was a sign, I'm not sure. Did I, did I switch it off accidentally, coming out of the room without thinking, or what? I don't know what to think. Anyway, I said, give me a positive sign. That night, I went through the normal routine again, switched the lights on. But as I'm coming out, I, I put the machine in the other end, in the right hand, so I couldn't switch the light off. And as I went out the door, I looked back, I've left, definitely left the light on. Goes to the sink, empties the machine, comes back, the light's off, the switch is off. And I just froze and knocked a shiver or something went all the way through me. I still don't know what to believe in that, but I've had an electrician, well, a couple, actually, electricians, 
check the switch and said there's nothing wrong with the switch. It's impossible for it to have switched off itself. You know, I mean, so I, I don't know what to think. Whether Was it a sign? I did, definitely didn't imagine it. That's one thing for certain. That switch switched itself off. You know, like I say, the second time, definitely 100% never touched the switch. Only switch it on and never... Like, like I say, it, it, it's just weird. The switch, like I say, I've already checked. There's no way it could switch itself off. It's never done it before, never done it since. I have asked for a sign again, saying, didn't I imagine it? Which I know I didn't. So I just don't know what to make of that. But I've not had... It's never happened again. Just those first two times I asked. You know, but now, now it's been just over a year. Nothing's ever happened since. I talk to her sometimes and I do, you know, ask, I've asked many times, is, did you, was that really a message? You know, really a signal? You know, I just don't know what to believe. And I'm not, I'm not one of these people, who, I have to see things to believe them. You know what I mean? I'm not one of these who will make things up or daydream or anything like that. You know, yeah. what, what I saw actually definitely happened. Um, and I kind of, there's no explanation for it. You know, none whatsoever. And um, it, it's... Initially, it, it made me feel calm. She's there somewhere, you know. Um, but since nothing's happened, there's one or two instances I've happened to, to my uh, sons. One, somebody kept whispering in his ear, saying, hi, Scott. And she always said that, hi, Scott. Um, another strange thing is, my little granddaughter, who was only about just over two when she, when she passed away, every time we've got photos everywhere, every time she's been in the, the house, not once has she asked, where's Nana? You know, not once. She doesn't look at the pictures or anything. It's really strange because they were very close. Whether she's been to, been to my son's house, I don't know. Um, but... They, but my granddaughter is now approaching, uh, no, three in September, and she's actually started talking about Nana, you know what I mean? Mm. And saying she's in Netherlands. It's strange, really strange. Yeah, I don't understand it. My wife was absolutely um, over the moon with the, my granddaughter. She loved it a bit, you know. Uh, and my wife actually, two years prior to her passing away, She'd had a, a, a thing, what they call an AVM, in her, in her head it were found. She collapsed one day, and uh, apparently she was born with it. Mm. So there was one operate. Luckily they didn't, because when, when we seen some specialists, it said that she wouldn't have made it. Uh, she ended up having what they call gamma knife uh, treatment, like laser treatment, mm -hmm. on her head. It, but it takes two to four years to work. She nearly, she actually nearly died. She ended up in in uh, Nottingham um, Queen's Medical Hospital. And uh, they didn't think she'd make it through the night when she was first in there. And he, even the nurses were jumping to joy the next day. And my wife did tell me afterwards that she'd actually met who she thought was Jesus Christ, you know, the way he appeared to her. Oh, and he wow. told her it wasn't her time. She's got work to do. She's got to go back. Now, my wife didn't really believe in these things. You know, neither, we're, we're both a bit sceptical. But anyway, 
with that happening, it made us come back. We were living in, on the coast then in a place called Mablethorpe, um, about a hundred odd miles away from where we, we are now. Because of what happened, it made me move back to Leicester because all the family's there. And, you know, figured if anything happened, she, she went far from Queen's Medical, you know, to get her back to the hospital if it happened. Um, so if we hadn't moved back, actually, with COVID, she wouldn't have got to see a granddaughter hardly at all. So by coming back, we actually saw, she actually saw a, a lot of her, you know, because of COVID, we'd have been stuck out in Mablethorpe. So it, it's all strange. And, and then she was due for... Um, Last, not last, November before last, she was um, got diagnosed with cancer and a very aggressive type. They only gave her three months. She lasted until the uh, March, the 29th last year. But she was due to have a, a, a check on um, on the Gaminar treatment on the 20th. But obviously we couldn't, we couldn't go because of cancer. And so we don't know if that treatment was working or not. Partly because of COVID as well, yeah. not being sick by the hospital quick enough. She passed away. It's, it's strange, really strange. Yeah. There's been a lot of weird things happening in the family, like, you know, with um, pictures falling off the wall and things like this, you know, that Jamie's you know, son hearing voices and there's nobody there. Because he was actually talking to somebody and his wife came by because he's got a computer room. And door was open. He said, who are you talking to? He thought uh, the daughter's boyfriend were there. She said, there's nobody here. He said, well, somebody whispered in my head, said, I, Scott. You know, and that's happened three times to him. Before your wife passed, had you ever had any sort of, I guess, more paranormal experiences? Or was that sort of the first? Yeah, I mean, things happen, have happened to me. When I was, I think I was seven years old, my dad used to back the horses, and I'd been out playing, and my mum got me in once, come on, it's bedtime. And he was sitting there reading his paper, and he, he said to me, um, it's a Grand National tomorrow, I'm going to let you pick an horse and put half a crown on it, the old one, you know. And uh, I didn't think no top that, I didn't even know what the Grand National was. Anyway, apparently I went to bed, and the next morning, come down, and so I won an horse called Oxo. And he had to walk with, and there was an horse called Hogso, and he won under to eight. And uh, I never did get any money off him. <laughs> so, but, you know, I've had quite a few times like that when I've, um, I knew things were going to happen. I've known when things, I just have a, like an inkling something's going to happen and I'm usually right. You know, it's, it's weird. Sometimes I'll be looking down the paper and an horse will catch my eye, and uh, I don't really bet now, but if it catch my eye, I'll thought, no, yeah, I'll look at it, no way, you know, and I ignore it, then when I check the results, it's won. I have had a few big winners um, through that, but a lot of people have said to me, oh, you, you've got to latch on to that, you know, you could, <laughs> you got to back up, but it's not that easy. It's not that, you, you know, it's, it's strange to actually... To, to actually say what happens is it's when I'm not looking for anything that something will pop out. You get me? What a crazy UFO story. And just the fact that he was the only one that could 
even remember it happening. Right. I've always kind of been fascinated with the idea. I can remember being little um, and seeing like a special on something on TV about someone who was abducted or, you know, had some kind of UFO encounter. And I've just always been interested in it. And, you know, his story is just so crazy. The fact that he's the only one who sees this and can remember it. That would make you feel crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you mentioning like this idea of abduction. I think that's what I don't like about aliens is that they can kidnap you <laughs> like at least like a ghost. I don't know. It just feels more like of this world in a sense. And like, you know, while I, I still don't like necessarily understand the paranormal, it's more tangible to me and and it feels safer to me. But like aliens being able to take you <laughs> whatever they want. Well, and no. nowadays there has been a lot about them releasing like new records and um, kind of coming to grips with this is something we are unsure about government wise, you know, so it's definitely something that is real and you know, there isn't really a good explanation. Well, and I've always just thought, you know, being like the president, you have to like learn all of these secrets, right? It almost like, you know, back in the day when you're like trying to kind of dream about what you want to become one day, I'm like, that's honestly like sort of a drawback for me being the president. Like, I don't know if I want to know all of that, you know? See, I feel like there's almost a, a burden to know it. It's a drawback for you, but it is a draw towards for me. <laughs> like, oh gosh, yes. Maybe I will finally know what is in Area 51. <laughs> maybe they even know who killed the Black Dahlia. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. But what a great story. First of all, love the accent. Yes, James was awesome. I think it's so fun to, you know, talk to someone from a different area, love the accent. But I will say this. I thought that snogging was just a word from Harry Potter. <laughs> Did not realize that this was a legit thing. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they do it right before they see UFOs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I've done a bit of snogging in my day. <laughs> When I heard him say that, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's a real word that people use. <laughs> it's just not uh, in the vocabulary of Harry Potter. Right. But definitely love that story. And if you guys have a story, we would love to hear from you. Email us at the unrest podcast at gmail.com. Or you can join the conversation on our Facebook page or in our Facebook group. We also are posting on TikTok a lot of unique content, sharing some of these real life haunts as well. So get back at us. We want to hear from you and we'd love to have you on the show to share your story. And until next time, unrest, unrest in peace. peace.